Yeah, yeah, you're back with your boy Silkman, El Doso, Leone, Swa, Air, Silky, your silkiness, the Macho Man, Silky Savage, Nature Boy, Silk Flair, Big Silk Dog in the building with my compadre as always. It's your boy Louie Newton, the people's champ, the resident RZA of the podcast. You, you know all the rest. Yeah, yeah. So Anthropophagy been on a bit of a hiatus. Season 2 coming very soon to your head tops in 22. But in the meantime, check out these Atlanta Season 2 recaps. Yeah, so you're back with another Anthropophagy Atlanta recap. So uh, let, let's start talking about this with Sporting Waves. It's a very, uh, for me, like seeing that title, you know, brought a laugh, brought a laugh and a smile to my face just knowing how, you know, how important that brand was for me coming up, having like naturally just nappy ass Nigerian looking hair and not able to get <laughs> waves and shit. So I was already like, oh, this about to be a dope episode. So, you know, what, what were your initial thoughts seeing that title bro, like, right there? Louis Newton. All right, you got Louis Newton here checking in, bro. Like when I seen it, like I literally have have a can of sporting waves in my linen closet right now, bro. Right, like, right. Like, that's, <laughs> this real, that's real life. I'm like, oh, shit, okay. But it, again, it, it's holding the status as the blackest show on TV. Yeah. <laughs> I, I fucked with it. But, so I, I, I was just here for the ride. I, I, I had no idea where it was going, but I'm, I was here for it. And then, like, just jumping straight into the intro... Man, like it, it, soon as I saw it, I saw them both in the car, I seen him looking around. I'm like, oh, this nigga, he about to, it, this is a setup. Like, right, but right, I'm thinking right. somebody's gonna come up on the car that he knows and rob them both. Like, oh, yeah, we got robbed, blah, blah, blah. Turn out this motherfucker's the one doing it. <laughs> like, it, even after the, all, all the shit he talk, oh, yeah, I'm a fan of the music, all that. Like, it was crazy. And, and, and just kind of think about how gangster that is. Like, this is a someone you know, you got a relationship with. He ain't even try to play it off like somebody <laughs> tried to rob him. Like, you could have had your boy come over that he didn't know and rob him. That's what I was you know what I'm saying? Like, he just did it straight up. Like, hey, yo, my bad, bro. My bad, bro. <laughs> I'm going to pay you back. This nigga driving off saying, hey, man, I'm going to get you back, man. I appreciate this, bro. Hey, the fuck? In the dirt, dynamic of that shit though like that's your plug Robbie that, you're, that's not you're not the plug in getting right. that's your plug that's the person you go to to get your whatever that you sell weed fucking uh, pills or whatever you get it from him so you can't even go go get on and, and cause that's your plug that's crazy right. but usually you hear the reason you don't do that cause plug. Usually you run off on the right. plug. Don't usually run off on you. Like that's desperate ass <laughs> times right there. That's what they meant by robbing season. The I guess. You yeah, yeah, but the, the the reason you wouldn't be able to get away with some shit like that because now you, you gotta die. Like, and you're you're the plug. Like, so you. Not only am I gonna get my shit back, but I'm getting all your shit. Like that, they that that's not sustain a sustainable thing. Like I don't know. 
or maybe he knew like, oh, you are hot. Nah, nah, man. It, it's a it's a level. It's a matter of principle. Like some shit like that. You you you, you got to die after that. I know. <laughs> and he took his team. So here we are again with another leading scene. That's kind of surreal, man. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like. Like, yes, niggas gotta die. Niggas supposed to die. Like, in the first fucking scene, the nigga had the damn chopper five feet away from the car and nobody dies. Right. And this yeah. scene, your plug, your, your plug robs you. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, on some neighborly shit. Like, he, like he borrowed right. your car for the weekend. Right. Like, forgot to pick your ass up or something. Like, oh, my bad, bro. I'm gonna get you back. No, nigga, you gotta die now. <laughs> right. So that should have crazy. So, so overall, I mean, I thought this uh, this episode was interesting from the standpoint of what you know, it, like for instance, I'm thinking about Straight Outta Compton. Okay. You know, we you know '80s babies, we grew up watching that, but then when Straight Outta Compton came out, we were able to see kind of behind the scenes of the record industry. And you right. saw that you pretty much just had some young 20-something-year-old, you know, white dudes or whatever appropriating our culture and make, making money off of it. What I'm thinking of is when Ice Cube broke away from Ruthless Records, he was still with Priority, did all that shit, and still got screwed over. <laughs> and, and what I'm looking at is like that next scene you're going into the streaming service which is the newest thing this is how everybody's making money in, in the recording industry but still this is another extension of young white privileged people making money appropriating our culture well, mm. what did you see when you know when you saw that that scene as they're walking into the streaming service and all of that Bro, like the the my initial thought was everybody's white. Like it's it's no black people in there. And uh I'm not sure if you brought this up or if it was something that I I that popped into my head as I was watching, but I remember we we had spoke about like uh title and mm-hmm. I was, I remember telling uh telling our dude Veil Furious. Like mm-hmm. I, I was telling Veil, I was talking to him like friend of the bro, show Fail Furious. Yeah, yeah, we friend of the show. We gotta get him on here. Y'all gonna meet him pretty soon. But um we were talking about uh I was saying like you gotta get title. Fuck a Spotify or a <laughs> right. like the, the title was black owned you know what I'm right. like how you not do that? How you gonna get Bell over there when uh Puff got Ciroc, you know what I'm saying? Like you gonna get that title, man. So and then like the very next day, like after we had got off work, like he he texted me this picture of titles off it and it's right. Jay Z Beyonce in like a room All full of white people. people. <laughs> the only staff. And I'm sitting there like I, I couldn't say shit, but fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It, yeah, like, that, that's the feeling I got. And it's these it's the same thing kinda like what I saw with like Silicon Valley, the Ubers of the world, where all the wealth is being created, Afrotech well not I wouldn't say Afrotech, but in technology. Right. And a lot of it is built on black Twitter, it's built on our buying habits, our social, you know, our pre our you know, our behavior our swag. our swag yes essentially is is what they're using like who makes snapchat hot like kylie 
says one thing and Snapchat loses a billion dollars in value. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she said, uh, yeah, yeah, it just happened. And why? Like, who, what culture is she appropriating? What is bro, she, she got braids and fucking right. leggings with Tim's and shit, man. <laughs> and she's the, fucking Travis Scott. Like, that, that, like, you know, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't get no blacker than yeah. that from a, from a right. like, he's a black rocker, but he's a black ass nigga. Like, his name is Travis Scott. Uh, a lot of, I, I don't know if this is necessarily true, but I think he got his stage name based on the fact that Travis is a very popular street in downtown metropolitan Houston. And Scott is the street that is it resonates the most with the culture of Houston, third war Houston. So you got Travis Scott. So she's black as hell in terms of like what she's. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't go that far in terms of what she's <laughs> appropriating. Yeah. OK. Yeah. So. True. And they are the people that build these these brands are like the people that are appropriating our culture. So it's like by extension, you know, they're showing that they're using our culture to build these things. But you go to a Twitter office or you go to a Spotify or you go to an Uber. Ain't none of us in there unless we're like artists or something like that. Yeah, like, and the, the kick, kick that a little bit further down the road. Like, it's it's bad because they're taking shit that is deemed ghetto or like it, it's low class. But when one of them do it, oh, all of a sudden it's trendy and it's the new thing, and that that's bad enough. But what takes kicks it up that extra not gives it that extra twist of the knife in the back, they attribute it to them. Mm-hmm. Like, have you seen Kylie Jenner's new box bread? Like, box. that bitch ain't even braids? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Or she's wearing work boots. You mean Tim's? Like, <laughs> right, you mean Tim's? You mean Tim's? Right. I'm but, a, yeah. I'm and, oh, it's the, the, and here's the other part of that one particular scene, though. So, like they they're going through the office, they're having all these awkward interactions, mm-hmm. and and this is where it hit me where it 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 almost got real. Like the the comfort level was on some get out level shit when I saw this motherfucker sitting on the table in a room full of white people, like I knew performing his song, like he's in an arena. I knew and you like, were going like there. that, that, <laughs> that really yeah. like made me feel some type of way because I'm thinking like, is that really how that shit works? Like, dude, yeah. I don't know shit about that. Like, but is, do, do they really got to like that shit? Just man, I had a Denzel tear coming down, man, like a glory. So, and I look at that totally different, man, and that's. I guess that's part of the beauty of this show is like I'm looking at this the way on Instagram there's this there's this uh this clip that black youngster out of Memphis uh, with Yo Gotti's crew. He's on he's right. on a he's on a table at a record company. I don't recall which I think it's Epic Records or something. And he's doing this on that that booty song. That that booty not that booty. Copyright that booty. And he up there dancing, doing his thing on the, on the uh, table. But guess what? It's his label. 
He's making the money off the streams. So it's not necessary. So I'm looking at it as, yes, you do that, but you're doing it at the service of your own fucking company. Okay. You have to. And you got to look at it from the context of, of that environment. It's they are the people that decide what gets on a playlist, you know, what what your you know, you get to negotiate, I guess. I don't know all this stuff. Negotiate how much you get per stream. So that is the form for them to perform their song in front of all these people. In that room. <laughs> like, it's the same thing that happens at Empire, man. It's the same thing. I, I, but, uh, I I, I don't watch Empire, but all right, see, this is what, this is how my head is working. I see that, and you're saying, oh, it's his label, and he owns that shit, and blah, blah, blah. Like, so it would be like he owns the hat that's sitting on the street corner as he's dancing for the white people who go going to work, <laughs> like, like that uh, type of thing. Well, I, I mean, uh, hey, like, I want a grander what, 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 scale. Uh, that, that was, I want a grander. No, that is a great analogy because that is essentially yeah. what happens. Because people are on their yeah. Think about it. Just think about street performers. And maybe the new streaming thing is an extension of street performing because it is democratized the way music is being distributed, the way people are being compensated. But when you look at street performance, there are people, you know, on the hustle bustle of the day going about their day. You got people out there with their, you know, with their bucket. Okay. It's so it essentially let, the same thing. Let, let me tell you my problem with that and why it's not the same thing. If I'm an artist, I'm not a fucking street performer. I'm a fucking, I'm a businessman. I have my own label. I, I'm already bringing something to the table. This is a no, negotiation about what, I'm bringing to the table and like the views that you gonna get in, and this is mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. I'm not dancing on no fucking table for you, nigga. I'm a grown man, so you <laughs> got me fucked up. You know, you know how you yeah. get the uh, the essence of my performance and my song. You come to my show. Come you you come and see what type type of crowd I'm bringing. You see the energy around my shit. Like don't don't ask me to get on the fucking table and perform for you. Fuck you. Suck my dick. Ah, that's a very good point. You're making this. Hey, this has been another <laughs> conversion of thought brought to you by Chuck <laughs> Taylor, ladies and gentlemen. He just said, uh, "What'd you just say? Black and yellow, black and yellow on your ass. You just went black and well, black and yellow yeah, on the ass." But that, that shit, bro. Because you're right. Because that, I mean, there, you, you make a very good point here. Because what I've seen before. And I'm thinking about like entourage and stuff like that. Okay. Like, they'll see your movie, they'll know your work, and then the meeting should be about how we're going to take your brand to the next level. We exactly. went to your show and we love exactly. the energy. Not no, oh nigga, get on this stage, get on top of this table and perform your show in front of us like a like a you know an animal in a cage per se. Yep. I get yep. that perspective. I get yep. it. I believe both methods have merit, but I think, you know, what you're saying is is true, actually. And that might be... kind of like a... But what if they were performing... What if this was a white person performing an acoustic song in that room? Would would you say this person is being taken advantage of and being... If that white person was on the table dancing, spinning around with his guitar... I probably would be looking at it the same way. Okay. 
Fair enough. No, no, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I would have zero fear, but that's because it doesn't come with all that historical, uh, systematic baggage that you have when you got a black person in that yeah. type of environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't have no feelings. Like I wouldn't know what the fuck was going on with a white person, but like with when I see a young black person like in that situation like that, I, I can't help but having no feelings and like. No, no, man. No. And that might just be why I would never make it in the music industry. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, maybe that's what you got to do. I, I don't know. Right. I mean, because when I initially saw it, I was like, hey, that's what goes on. But then I thought about it. Maybe that's not what always happened. Maybe it was, hey, they went and saw somebody's show and then you're having a discussion as a business person, not necessarily as we have to see you do your thing right in front of us to decide whether we like you, like you're... Exactly. Yeah. Perfect example. Like, Nipsey Hussle. You you, 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 fuck, you know, you fuck with Nipsey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I fuck with Nipsey yeah. Hussle. Real nigga. I can't imagine Nipsey in a fucking uh, <laughs> Apple Music standing on the table performing his fucking soul, man. He's a fucking businessman. Respect mm-hmm. him as a man. Like, what the mm-hmm. fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Touche. Well, uh, so, and, and then look, it goes straight from that into uh, Paperboy. Um, wait, no. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit because when Paperboy, he was looking for his little plug or whatever because he obviously needs a new plug. He got to get on. He just got robbed and shit. So, it, it's a couple bullshit ones. We're going to get back to them, but I want to focus on the white one. When he got to the white dude, I'm like, this motherfucker's cool. Like he's like, uh, I don't do shit over the phone. You know, we could meet up, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Such such quick head of the business. I'm like, motherfucker's professional. Like, oh okay, but it's Atlanta, so you know they're gonna hit you with with something. Mm-hmm. And what it was is, my girlfriend loves your music. Fast forward to the uh, they showing him the he's showing him the link to his girlfriend performing a, an acoustic version of his song mm-hmm. or YouTube or some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's just another part of the appropriation, man. They just getting to a different level of it, and it quickly turned into some shit that made me even more uncomfortable than the last thing. They they got on that cuckold shit where his girlfriend is actually messaging him like, oh, you want to meet up? We should have dinner. And I'm like, oh. That wasn't no no cuckolding thing, man. I got to cut you off here. That wasn't no cuckold situation. I don't think so. I'm thinking that was more of, hey, I'm I'm cool too. Hey, I got, I linked up with Paperboy. And maybe he can put you on, and maybe it would lead to a nah, Katie can stay type of situation. A lot of Dave Chappelle, real mad, real world scene where, <laughs> where the white boy's like, come on, Katie. And then Paperboy saying, nah, Katie can stay type of situation. Maybe. Oh, bro. Like, he gave his girlfriend Paperboy's number. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing, man. That's a weird thing with, with that's some yeah. that's some cucky type shit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I want to go back to. I mean, there's a. I think there's a, a bit more to unpack uh, from the from the uh, the scene at the at the streaming service. Oh yeah, go ahead. Let's get back so to uh, one thing that you said, I want to go even. I want I want to go deep on this motherfucker. Pause. 
uh, when you talked about how they appropriate our culture about like, have you seen Kylie Jenner's new box braids? That reminds me of uh, I'm watching uh, All's By My Side, you know, the Jimi Hendrix movie, Andre mm-hmm. 3000 played Jimi Hendrix. And, and the movie captures a period of when he went over to England and got his um, started getting his shine. So he's confronted by Eric Clapton, who's this well-known rock blues person. But this motherfucker wants to act like he's the authority on blues. Eric Clapton <laughs> to Jimi Hendrix. Right. Motherfucker. So, yeah, that type of energy. Like, I saw that energy when the guy, the white guy who, he didn't, I don't think he was the guy from the radio station from last year that was managing the other guy. I, I think it, you know what? I don't think I, I was thinking was the same him. thing. I'm not sure if it's him or not. I think he but may have like, just known him from school, though. White from yeah, white America. people. They all look alike. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I don't think he, but the familiarity <laughs> that he, this dude had where he was like, hey, man, if he's not treating you right, man, come holla at me. Like on uh-huh. some Justin Timberlake type shit. Right. Like this feeling right. like you can, like, I'm blacker than you because I know your culture. And exactly. I was the, I, like, I had Jordans when I was at my preppy all white school. Therefore, I know <laughs> black people type of thing. And that's. Right. The, the type of energy that, that resonates throughout these type of environments from what I see, even if it's not even ill intention, like the guy saying, hey, I'm 35 uh, Savage. Next year I'll be 36 <laughs> Savage. Oh my God. Bro, that made my skin crawl, man. But no, though. But yo, man, like, honestly, I don't think that's... I, I'm still looking at that like... I think people use that number savage and they appropriate it to their years based upon 48 laws of power. That's not what people are doing. Okay, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> All right, people aren't doing that. That's fine. That's what you did. Like, okay. and that, that's a cool, nice, a nice little flip. It's a, a little bit deeper into People are saying their age and adding savage because this trash-ass rapper is hot right now. That's what people are doing. Hey, 21 Savage, I fuck with you. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you're on some deep Robert Green shit, my brother. But that's that's the no, anthropology mind in mind and culture. Louis is <laughs> like, no, you're not on anything deep. I understand the brilliance of ignorance. I understand it. You know. But I don't anyway. think he does. I believe you do. I don't think he does. Hey, he's know. out there being his. He's living his best life. He's being his complete self. It is working. It is working, man. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not saying it's not. I can't deny the fact that it's working. But I, yeah, nah, bro. You, I'm not about to look. He got a rose. Look, you're not rose. doing no philosophical shit. Hey, he got a rose that motherfuckers got to put an amber alert out for, nigga. <laughs> she go missing that she go flashing on my phone shit <laughs> got an amber alert ass rose nigga but uh so uh, so yeah this and then going to the going back to what you're talking about about the plugs about those arrangements so so here you have I'm seeing two different two things of how white people white people continue to succeed so first you have the streaming service where they're appropriating in our culture. They're they're making these big salaries working at these streaming services and that we still have to do our bidding and perform on stages to be a part of. Whereas they're secure. They don't have to have any talent. 
Like we right. gotta, you know, they can get we gotta get on the stage and perform in front of these motherfuckers who just so happen to get into Yale or Harvard because their grandfather went there. Not because of their grades. There's a certain thing at Ivy League schools that you get in because your parents bought a building there. Bought oh, the yeah. Bought a building or something like that. So just coasted all the way through life. And then we go to the marijuana business, which is now a way for young, young white people to make money. But what you see right now is you still see Paperboy and Darius out here on some narco shit like they meeting with Pablo, having these having these clandestine meetings and shit, finding product on the underground. Whereas white people, they can just go to distilleries, you know, and that's their plug. They ain't got to worry about getting robbed right. on the street. Exactly. And it's just cheaper. <laughs> so... Uh, that's what I'm seeing here, and, and, and then let's. And what were what were your thoughts about that? About the fact that you know we have like there's even a movie coming out called Gringo. You heard about that? Uh-huh. It's the latest movie. Um, David Oyelo is the only black dude that's a lead character in it. But Wasn't he in fucking Gods of Egypt too? Maybe. He's getting a lot. Oh, of like that that fucking dude. And it might not be him. It was one of these black dudes who were, was happens. the only one in God. So it was like, it, I'm like, nigga, why? Like, but go ahead, continue. Need the quota. But basically, I mean, I, the movie is about a marijuana pill. Okay. But it's gringo. You think about gringo, what does gringo mean to you? When you hear that word, what does that mean? I do. Exactly. So, just other. When you think about, like, even going back to Tom Cruise recently redoing the whole, you know, the CIA, oh, the, the, the main America shit, like the yeah. thing that they're able to just re go back and just make the money off of something, redoing it, redoing it, take, you know, switching the laws, creating structures where they're making the most money without less, without the effort. Kind of reminds me of the Dave Chappelle show, which makes which makes me understand the genius of Dave Chappelle. I know I'm all over the place, but let me hit you with this from from Equina, you know, the, the stovetop stuff in Joe. Uh, refresh my memory. All right. So remember, he's like um, he goes over his friend's house. He never had stovetop stuff in before. He's right. like, oh, let's go clean up. Let's do all this stuff. And Dave Chappelle waits and doesn't do anything, right? He's like, I'm just mm-hmm. going to wash my hands long enough so everything's done. So the lady comes to him and says, hey, we got stovetop stuffing, but we ain't got enough for your ass. <laughs> Reminiscent of what it's like to be black in America, meaning that you do all this work and they're going to make up some excuse of why you can't have yours. And you know what they've always done? They leave it to Beaver. Remember? Leave it to Beaver, one of the most popular TV series ever. Uh, yeah, I've never seen one episode. I know the show, though. I but know the, it was a thing. But you know the whole, the pejorative around Beaver. Leave it to Beaver. Leave it to the woman is what that meant. Leave it to the woman. Leave it to Beaver. I, leave it to Beaver. I, I think and, what did Dave Chappelle, up, and what did Dave Chappelle do? Kicked her right in the pussy. Bow! Yeah. Oh, okay. Like you kind of lost me. <laughs> no, but so all right. So just uh, damn, I didn't want to lose my co-host as well. But so okay, for the broader audience, what I am saying here is what we're seeing in this episode of Sporting Ways are two genres, two industries that we should have all the money in. 
as far as like selling drugs, marijuana mm-hmm. business, and the inter- and in the music business, where we've been able to see that God bless their hearts, but these Ivy League preppy liberal organic white people being able to ease their way in. It's not always the Confederate flag. Toucan Sam, it ain't always the Confederate flag fucking Yosemite Sam face motherfucker. It's the the well-meaning Justin Timberlake face ass nigga with the J's on <laughs> that it right. gets you to. And that's what you're seeing here in the music industry with the streaming services. As you said, we thought like, oh, being on title, like we woke, we for the culture. Right. You look at a right. fucking picture of their staff, the only black people in the picture are Jay-Z and Beyonce. You look at the marijuana business and you look at the fact that black dudes are still shut out of that business for the most part. There are no black farmers of marijuana growers, really. I think Trick Trick, though, shout out to Trick Trick in Detroit. I think he's doing, he's in the marijuana business. I see that on Instagram. I know people that grow. It's not that black people ain't growing. It's that they not giving them the fucking the opportunity to do it legally because right. a lot of times they might have a fucking drug charge for marijuana. Right. <laughs> How ironic is that? Like you could be the best at fucking doing what it is you're doing, but the fact that you got caught doing it, <laughs> you're not gonna be able to do it legally. Wow, like, that's so, crazy. Yeah, j- j- just like with the thing, you you can't get fucking too long if you got a drug charge. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's it's going more and more into not necessarily giving white people an inherent advantage, but it's digging a hole for us. Like, we're more more likely, like we have more obstacles that we gotta get around, fences we gotta climb over, whereas it's just a straight shot for them. And like, if they aren't, if they're not like, actively trying to open their minds and be empathetic to what the other side is going through, they might they might not even see it and think, oh, he had the same opportunity I had. He could have did this just like I could have. No, he could have did it, but he couldn't do it like you did it. <laughs> like, right. It's all type of extra shit that we got to go through. And those liberal, well-meaning, Jordan-wearing motherfuckers who are in that office determining who gets what, like that that's that's it could go bad, man. Like they they got the opportunity to do something good and not all of them are like that. I, I would imagine. I don't know because I don't know any of them, but like I, I, I just see that it, it's it's like a, a it's ripe for corruption and like just that type of un Unadvertent or inadvertent quasi racist type shit. Yeah, but here's the thing though. Like, and, and, it, and this is the point of separation that you see um, between a paper boy and an urn is like having that exposure to white people in a competitive environment before getting there allows you to normalize them and not get so hung up on certain cues or certain miss, you know, certain, you know, certain, you know, miss uh, interpretations or misunderstandings, if you will. So Earth's viewing this like, hey, this is a vibe. Like 
yeah, they're kind of weird and kind of corny with this stuff, but this is actually a, a, a welcoming environment where this could be good for your brand. There's a guy there that's like, yeah, I'm going to get the spaghetti to go, though. But what you see after that is you see him doing a dope-ass catchy song with fucking YooHoo about to get paid. The same way you see a Lil Yachty doing a commercial with Le- with LeBron for his cold, you know, for that cold like Minnesota shit with Sprite or with Nautica or with Target. It's like being able to play that game and understanding yeah. that it's everybody, you know, like you you can't like like yeah, white people are going to be inherently racist or whatever, but you got to understand, hey, you got to play. And I guess I'm looking at it for sure, <laughs> saying play the game. But you got to understand human nature, man. And nobody wants to be feeling guilty about stuff. So you just got to get in where you fit in with people and say, oh, hey, my God, my culture, let's build. You know what I'm saying? You can't be sitting up there oh. like being up there all woke with your fist up like, fuck this shit. Walk away, no brothers on the wall. All that type of stuff sometimes, you know. Go ahead. I know you're looking. Bro, at me I can. Crazy. I I disagree with you so much. No, you don't have to get on the table and tap dance. No, you. <laughs> that's don't not what I was saying. I didn't say you have to do that. <laughs> that, that that's exactly what you tripping. Yeah, hey, some, sometimes a nigga got to tap dance, man. Sometimes you got to get some shoe pops, straight your face. I mean, you, you see, Yadi was right. I mean, how you think he got there? The nigga was tap dance. No, no, you don't have to do. You do not have to sell your soul to be successful. No, and the, even when Aaron was saying, like, I highlighted that in my notes, like, it's a vibe. He wasn't saying it's a vibe as in, oh, yeah, this is a cool environment. He said, this shit is fucked up. Nah, These people are fucked up. He was saying, this is fucked up. That's fucked up. These people are fucked up. But if you do this fucked up shit, it's going to be good for your brand, what you want to do. And he and he said, you know what? Fuck it. Let's get this money. And then he went up there and got on his proverbial table and started to do his song. And he looking around and he said, not like this. And I respected this shit. I did one of the Wakanda salute. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> I was so like, and, and they, they didn't talk about it. Or they say, oh, no, you got to go back. But you, you miss it. He was just like, yeah, I feel you, bro. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and another thing, let's talk about this that I thought was interesting. Like the more technology advances, it doesn't make things necessarily better. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you mean? So, for instance, Ern came there. He had the CD all pressed up, ready to go right. to play the music. It's like, oh, we don't have any disk drives. It's all integrated into the platform. He had to get right. on Wi-Fi. But guess what? He wouldn't give Ern the Wi-Fi password. He took <laughs> his phone to put it in. Right. He said, let me turn your phone. You know what? I don't even want to put the Wi-Fi password in your phone. Why don't you email me or some shit, he said. Right. So right. it's like... What that does, like, and then that makes me think of, like, the, the Edward Snowden type shit, man, and, like, how they're basically, the way things are set up in technology now, it's like, everybody knows your preferences, what you like, what you're listening to, you got this big brother over you, you know, that can look at, like, 
Think about it. You got to sign into a Spotify or a title. They're looking at everything you're listening to. They're aggregating that data to figure out what else you're going to like. So it's kind of like a big brother's watch you kind of situation. The more advanced we get in technology, the less control we have, the less autonomy we have. That's why I'm back on I'm back on my vinyl, man. That's why I fuck with DVDs, man. Fuck the streaming shit. Yeah, bro. Like, and just to get a little bit deeper into that, man. Like, it's and you brought up Edward Snowden. Like, that's the whole different. That's government shit. Like, the government shit. You won't. You don't have to sign into nothing. Like, you could listen to your vinyl fucking records and have your fucking. Uh, landline cable plugged into your TV and the government to know exactly what you're watching because you still got that cell phone. Nigga, they turn that bitch on like a microphone even when it's off and they can listen to what you, what, whatever's going on. It's, it, they they were doing that shit. Like, they, that's what that show shit was about. Yeah, like, they, oh, wow. they just randomly so the random that I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> like, just, they could cut your video on and, like, record live video off of your, and just see whatever your phone, see, like, they, they were doing that shit. Like, to just indiscriminately, no warrants, no, oh, we suspect him of this or that. Like, just, what's going on over here? And just listen, like, for keywords and algorithms and type of, mm-hmm. that type shit. Yeah, that, that shit is real. But as far as the, the just, What's going on with the the lower tier of the shit? Yeah, every time you fucking download an app, they access your photos, your fucking music, everything. They access everything in your phone, and you don't really look at the, read the disclaimer, what they're going to do with that information. They're selling that information. They're selling it to advertisers. Like, like they looking at your search histories and shit, man. They're doing all that shit. And you can't, Say, okay, no, I don't want you to do this shit. And still download shit. Like, if you don't agree to it, you just don't download it. And right. all of them got that shit. Yep. So you, you, like, you... My thing is, is if the government's using it, it's like, I'm, I, I'm a little leery of that, but I'd be even more leery of private interest using my shit. You know, using my data and the preferences and stuff. So it's like, you know, but that's the thing. The more technology, the more advanced shit gets that, oh... We're wireless. You only, you know, everything's streamed. Everything's in the cloud. Who do you think captured all that information? But that is the society we live in. But um, yeah, let's. So yeah, let's move on to um, you know, another another important theme like the waves, like the do rag, uh, bringing that back. Well, not necessarily bringing it back. At least I think bringing it back because. I mean, I, I remember growing up, high school and stuff, having a do-rag, you know, brush waves and all that shit. But, you know, now, you know, I'm so, you know, I'm on my, you know what I'm saying? I'm on my, you know, my nappy dread style, but it's there you go, I got but you Oh, been, yeah. Go ahead. But you've been seeing, like, you know, now this resurgence of niggas wearing waves and stuff. Like, I remember the memes of, like, there was a meme where it was a picture of Dave Chappelle all a nutty professor when he had his hair all, you know, had the hair yeah. all nappy, like, you know, with the right. top fade, like they made a big theatrical scene about how his hair was fucked up <laughs> next to a dude with waves and like, it'll be like a, a heart by the nigga with waves, like, you know, the women like swooning over the nigga with waves and they like, right. repelled by the nigga with the, with, the, with the kinky fade type of look, but that's the more popular look, but then you go into yeah. this 
And then you're seeing the waves. And, and there was a, a really interesting thing where they were talking about, you know, the waves and like how he was like, how you getting the waves and how you act like, oh, nigga, you're the only one that could get waves that you didn't think really meant anything. But what was your interpretation of that scene, though? Like it. Bro, like for me, it was just. It's <laughs> like I didn't think about this until just now, but that that might be some jail shit. Like you in jail, you ain't got shit to do but brush your hair. <laughs> it reminds me of a Jada Kiss song, man. The uh, for the fam freestyle. It was over that um for the fam Jay Z beat that. Dun, 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 Da, 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 da. You know that beat? Nah. The hell no. Nah. Yeah, but he said. <laughs> I don't know this shit before I even answer. <laughs> I, I know you don't know this shit, man. But uh, Jay to say, um, uh, what, what? It was just a line there where he was like, uh, Shorty coming home a little bigger with waves and parole. Like, <laughs> like the dope's in a hole, the feet's all lined up. Everybody trade pound down and nine up. Like, just talk about people coming home from jail. Like, yeah, you go to jail, you come back, you, you ain't shit but a little bigger, and you got waves now. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. You ain't learning nothing, no rehabilitation it, going on. It, it, exactly. Uh, right, right. Yeah, I mean, there's that. And then I thought it was uh, what I, you know, thought about in that scene was kind of like this feeling of conformity. Like if if I had my if I had my hair looking a certain way, then I get the job. You know, I, I like keywords about the staff and we're fully staffed and this whole I you know this whole notion of you know like black men being the most under uh, underemployed and most disposable in work environments. A lot of that stuff uh, rung tr- rung true to me in that okay. in, in that scene starting from. You know, he popped up talking about his ways and then yeah. going to like, hey, you know, how should I talk to these white people? You know, what's a good preppy brand? Like, I have to look a certain part to get a job. I have to conform to, like I said, like saw the loaf and said, oh, these white people go love me. They see me in these yeah. shoes. So it's yeah. like all about <laughs> appearance. And then I already even asked him, so what kind of job is this? He said, nigga, some marketing shit. Nigga, I don't know. <laughs> but it's all about the look. It's all about, and then you see the niggas ways. Like the shit was hilarious, man. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't really get that though. Like I I got more of a uh, more of a. We know he went to jail. We don't know what for, but we know he's getting he's getting money like off of this debit cards or gift cards and like that he's got a legit hustle but he's still trying to get a nine to five like he he's trying to go about doing it the right way but number one it's gonna be hard for him because he was in jail he's already black he already got these strikes against him right so i'm looking at it like again you they're peeling back the onion and you're seeing different layers to that motherfucker who are going to mall and walk out with some shoes. Yeah. He might have did that shit because he got a fucking job interview he got to get to. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know the the story behind You don't know that that dude is just a cool motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was looking at it when I first seen him. 
I my first thought went back to uh, New Jersey Drive. I don't know if you saw that, but mm-hmm. like it's a scene in New Jersey Drive where he was like, uh, I think the main character might have got kicked out of his house, so he was staying with his boy or whatever. He was like, and he was talking about how his boy's house was cool, like it's quiet over there, except when all his brothers are out of jail at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, so nobody's yeah. normally there at the same time. So then they they go into the next thing where he wakes up, he sleeps, he wakes up in a um. One of the dudes is going through his bag. And he like, oh, you 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 going through? He like, well, what you doing in my bag? He like, I'm not in your bag. I was looking for my uh, comb. He was like, you looking for your comb in my bag? He like, you calling me a liar, black man? And he walk up on me. And it's this big ass dude just came home from jail. And shit. We're talking to a, like a 15, 16 year old boy. He like, no, nah, man, you good, you good. But like, I was thinking it was going to be that type of vibe when Earn came over and it was just just home from jail. They, he had that look, but mm-hmm. no, they didn't go that route. He's just right. a regular dude, just like any other person. You know what I'm saying? And like, you don't see that that often portrayed in the media. Like, it, it, it's the archetype that he doesn't fit that. I'm really just trying to get this job archetype. I'm leaving you at the mall so I can get to this job because right. I just fuck all this shit you do. Like, I, I got to get this. Like, you don't see that archetype. He's like, nigga, I told you it was a no chase policy. Why didn't you follow me? I'm at this inter- exactly. I'm at this job interview, dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> what did you think, man? Yo, what did you think about when Er picked up the Under Armour shoe with all the colors on it? Oh, uh, I don't even remember that part, bro. Honestly, man. I mean, because for me, I, like that Under Armour brand is an interesting brand for me. Like I. I did this joke one one day where I was like, I don't trust I don't trust white dudes that wear Under Armour or New Balance because <laughs> Under Armour was like they were one of they were like famously known as they were a part of the Trump Council and sided with Trump. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Did Steph Curry leave him over there? I don't think so. I don't think he did. But I always see no, Under Armour. Yeah. Always see Under Armour with like you know I associate it with like the alt right for some reason, and like I see like a lot of camouflage motifs for their Under Armour clothes, and I really don't <laughs> understand Under Armour. Like, how is Under Armour making shoes and apparel? Isn't this supposed to be underwear? It's Under Armour. I thought y'all just be wearing like y'all have like fucking arm sleeves and fucking the hand <laughs> right. sleeves and shit. Y'all niggas making sneakers and shit. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> So I thought, and maybe there was nothing there. Maybe it was more of like a metaphor around, ooh, kind of like what Jay-Z said. Old heads taught me youngin', walk softly. Softly. Carry a big clip that'll keep niggas off me. So like the way to be successful is to walk softly, have a soft shoe, don't be so loud. Like he said, hey, how you, you went to Princeton? How do you talk to these white people? He said you went to Princeton. Initially, I thought he said you went to prison. He said you went to Princeton. And and an audience, we're talking. I hope we didn't lose you. We're talking about when I don't remember the jail dude's name. He's talking to Earn in the shoe store, and he says, "How you talk to these? You went to prison. How you talk to these white people?" And to which Earn said, "Well, don't call them white folk." And just talk confidently. Very simple. <laughs> but that's very tough for people to do, walk, talk confidently. Because to have confidence, you got to have an assurity of your, and knowing your enemy. And not necessarily knowing your enemy, knowing who you're talking to. 
And that's a privilege that a lot of black people didn't have growing up with white people, being able to compete Damn. with them at an early age and things yeah. like that to talk confidently to them. You know what I'm saying? Damn, that shit deep as like, and as you were saying, like I never really thought about that, but as you were saying it, I'm looking back and I I had that experience. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I I I I've like I've always been an arrogant motherfucker. Like <laughs> that, that, that I've got to dial my shit back. But like I, it, even with like white women, like a lot of dudes who, like I've spoken to a lot of dudes who say, "Oh yeah, I, I don't I don't talk to white women. I don't date. I, I won't date white women." Or and really, when I say date, I mean have sex with. <laughs> like and. I'm like, you just cut off a whole section of the public. Nigga, why? Like, a lot, of times, a lot of times the answer I get is, I don't know how to talk to them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, they just regular people. Like, they they not a, a different, they're they not aliens. Like, it, it, it's the same thing with, with the men in those situations. Like, where yeah. it is. When you might be at work, you work with them, or you're going to a job. And it's that's just a regular person, man. But yeah, I guess if you have never experienced like what what Dave Chappelle say, like I thought white people were always happy because they were white. He <laughs> like, hadn't met any white people, you know what I'm saying? So I, I don't know, like I, I get it, but like I never thought about that. Speaking of Dave Chappelle and another deep cut, ladies and gentlemen, I gotta take it back to the Champs podcast. No Brennan, Moshe Kasha, fuck Shout with out. us. Shout out to them, we fuck with you. But basically, on that podcast, every time they had a black comedian on there, Neil Brennan would ask them about their how they are on white people, meaning what was their experience like yep. with white people. And he has this theory, which I actually I somewhat agree with, which is somewhat aggrandizing for white people, is that if you are a black person who has spent time in development or competitive environments with white people at an early earlier age, you know how to deal with them better and thus will be more successful in life. Yeah. It's it's a bit of Not saying that white people are better. It's just more of them out there in the world. And if you know how to deal with them, you're better equipped for the world. Man. Right. Yeah. 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 And I agree with that. I mean, because I could go back to like, it's weird for me because I didn't really grow up around white people like I wasn't like doing like activities with white people so to speak as a kid but when I got out of high school yeah you were but when I got out (laughs) of high school you know obviously college but then even more so when I was in my 20s still back at home I was working at North American Bank Card out on 75 around all yeah. these 30 something 40 something year old white dude salesman okay. type of thing so it's okay. like Glenn Gary Glenn Ross boiler room type of situation being around mm. these white people so that was kind of my crucible if you will of you know understanding all right. the white mine <laughs> mine is way way more interesting kind of crazy fucking story like I have a weird dichotomy going. Like, I've been with plenty of white women. I've been with plenty of black, more black women than white women. But I've I've got mixed kids, not because I wanted to be with white women, but it's it just how it happens. You know what I'm saying? So, Delicate snowflake flower. 
<laughs> but on the other hand, I'm a woke ass motherfucker. I'm probably the the call bullshit when I see it type dude. The out of the click, like out of all of, all of my circle of people, I'm the one who like no, I'm the most hotep. And I'm, I'm not a hotel, but I'm probably the most, I got the most hotel tennis. Most hotel you know what I'm saying? Jason, yes. And Indeed, that comes down. from when I was in, uh, I was, this was in middle school. I went to, I'm not going to say the name of the school because I, I, I don't want to get sued, but I went to this particular school and it was like um, a pro-black school. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it was named after a civil rights hero. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they were, teaching us all about black history, black culture, and all the things that we contributed to the world. And it was great, but they were also teaching us shit like, yeah, um, did you see how I sung that uh, lift every voice and sing verse? And this is the principal talking. Like, yeah, these white people, they can't, they wrote it in that key because these white people, they don't have the proper throats to hit the notes like we do. <laughs> Ooh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they, they were saying shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, black people are naturally more gifted athletically because we are just a superior people. Like, they, they were saying shit like that. And me as a little kid, I... I didn't know no better. Like right. we, we was watching some like my I was watching something, maybe it was basket. I don't remember. I was watching something saw, with my parents. Dunk the, dunk, dunk, dunk the shit out of the ball on Tom Chambers. It was it was awesome shit like that. Where <laughs> we watching it and I just said like, oh yeah, yeah we're we're naturally more gifted athletes. Like they 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 can't compete with us. It's not even really fair. <laughs> and they're like, what? what? Where, where'd you hear that? It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> teach the like, hey, teach the truth to the young black youth. Hey. <laughs> hey. Who was your teacher? Inspector Deck? Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All my teachers was on that shit, man. Your faculty was the Wu Tang clan. <laughs> and most deaf in, in uh, Chuck D. <laughs> For real. And look, but so they took me out of that and went the complete opposite direction, like all white Lutheran school. (laughs) Put me in like I was playing baseball at PAL. Like that's in for those who don't know, PAL is the Detroit Police Athletic League. Like Yeah, he's playing baseball football like a real nigga. But continue. Yeah, whatever. It, it, how did how did that work, nigga? <laughs> tougher than you. Not, not not at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> anyway, so I, I was playing pal, pal, and to, to your point, niggas don't play baseball like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I was a fucking all star though. I was cold. Like yeah, they 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 know. I I, I was cold at the shit though. So. After that shit happened, they put me out. They like, okay, we gotta expose them to some different shit. Like, I I stopped playing for a couple of years, but I went out to uh, like the suburbs and started playing out there or whatever. So I'm like the only black dude on the team, and one of the white dudes like they he had got a new baseball bat, and everybody was crowding around like, oh, let me see the bat, let me see the bat, like, and he uh, he look at me. And he like, he act like he gonna give it to me and pull it back. 
and say, no, a white boy is first. And he start laughing and shit. And he passed it. Like, we still all in the circle. I'm sitting there looking. And, the, like, I'm looking cool. I'm processing it. And then all of a sudden, like, in my mind, I hear that uh, that Kill Bill music. What, what What's that? <laughs> takes us towards the end of the episode where you got the gift card. You got anything on the gift card stuff? And like just oh, cars oh, in general and the digitization of money and how motherfuckers will take hard-earned cash and give it away for the possibility of something. Oh. And you notice it, it. I'm sorry, let me just say this. Like, he asked sorry, him, sorry. does it work at like does it work in his store? Nigga, I don't know. But before he said, man, it worked everywhere, man. <laughs> so this nigga, like, that was dumb as hell. I would, if I was him, I wouldn't do this at all. But if I was earned in this scene, I'd have been like, I'd have gave him like $300 and make 600 out of that. I wouldn't have trusted him with the whole 4000 Man, I would have gave that nigga twenty and said, "Bring me back." No, because that—that's the way they get you. Like they give you just forty dollars and then give me the two thousand and just run off with that. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you yeah, ain't no way in hell I'm giving them all that money. But like what the, what I took away from the just the episode as a whole, man, and what it was doing, it it was and it was real slick. It's upending stereotypes attributed to us. Like, the nigga just home from jail, he gonna be lazy, eating up the food, getting into it with people, and aggressive. He wasn't doing that. Like, you got the rapper, you got the drugs, and, oh, he gonna be killing people, but he ain't doing it. Like, everybody is kind of upending the stereotypes that they, that they place on us, but at the same time, we're placing those stereotypes, or not those specific ones, but we're placing stereotypes on white people. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of here for it. 
because the entirety of media now is based on the other way. Like you got a token black character who he's either undiscernibly black, like just just no characteristic that uh, a black person would have, or he's a complete stereotype. Like it, it, it's one or the other a lot of times. It's getting better, but that's how it how it was. And for me to call that racist, I gotta kind of say, okay, this might be a little bit racist too, but I'm looking at it more so as in the light of get out. Like, when art is good, like, it holds a mirror up to society, and it's showing, like, the complexity of our human condition. Like, we've seen the world through white people's eyes. This is showing the world through our eyes and the type of stuff we're dealing with and how we see the world going in there. Like, how if I walked into there, I was trying to get a record deal. That's how I would see it. And that that that's why it's it's fucking brilliant. It's it, it's genius, bro. Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I mean, I, I couldn't add any better punctuation to the show, but saying yeah, it definitely gives a window into the human condition from a, a underserved perspective. Like you typically see a black guy in a show and he's the token black guy. If you say, you know, like either he's like either he's like super black. From their perspective right. of what black is, yep, a la exactly. JB Smooth and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yep. Or they're this quirky, nerdy black guy like Donald Glover in community. Yeah. Yep. Like no discernible black like that could have easily been played by a white guy. Yep. Exactly. He has no characteristics that are specifically black. But the cool thing that you have with a guy like Donald Glover is he's been kind of like a mole in this, in like the, the, the canons of, of comedy writing with Community and 30 Rock, his affiliation with Saturday Night Live, and to allow him to have all the, the references in the, in, you know, the, 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 uh, I guess the ethos, if you will, I guess that's probably not the right word, to make something as good as this. So always, you know, shout out to Donald Glover, man. You know, we'll definitely have you on the podcast one day, man, for sure, man. We'll have to work out the schedules and everything. Right, because, you know, we're going to be busy by then. We'll be done blew up. You know, we might not have a lot of time. But we, we, we'll squeeze you in, man. We'll right, definitely right. make some time. You know what I mean? Anthropology yeah, oh, real, real is quick. The brand is Browlick. <laughs> the brand is Browlick. Yeah, man, I, I I I don't have nothing else to say, man. This shit is this it's classic Atlanta, man. Like classic Atlanta, you know, you, you know, it, it, we will definitely be tuned in the next episode. So, so keep it locked with Anthropology. Peace. Peace.